It's the ABC's High School Teachers Really Need to Know, Season 2, Episode Number 25, Yell for Help When Necessary. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe, or buy the books on Amazon.com. Hope you're having a great week. I know that I am. I am uh, trying to survive some pretty nasty weather right now as I'm recording this. As over here, a little bit of lightning outside. Uh, that is why. I am also trying to get ready for final exams, as I know so many of you are. Uh, so as uh, I'm gearing up and you're gearing up, may we uh, just look out there and imagine uh, sitting in a pool, floating on the water, ready for that uh, that, that teacher break uh, and, and just, just total time to focus on us. So uh, if that helps you get through the rest of the, the week and the semester, then I'm glad I could help. And if not, hey, um, go find your teacher bestie or uh, you know something that you love and and, and and just go out and go out and do it uh, it's all about balance man I have really it seems like I've talked a lot about that lately too just the importance of balancing and I know I've had a couple of episodes on it but it is and I and I find myself particularly as I'm getting older that um, you know and and wiser I don't know about wise but certainly wiser than I used to be when I first started teaching and when I was younger in general just in life but um, now, I always talk about mind, body, and spirit, but I have noticed that when uh, one thing is out of whack, um, you know, something else is usually clicking. It's tough to keep it all balanced, and, and I think that goes back to us and, um, you know, making sure that we're doing our diligence on all the things and taking care of mind, body, and spirit uh, equally to the best of our ability. And like I said, when something's out of whack, it's usually because we're disproportionately kind of focused on one aspect or another. Um, and, and, and so we kind of do that to ourselves a lot of times. So, uh, if you're that way, hopefully you balance that out by finding a little you time or a little time with your family and things that you care about, some hobbies, uh, and hopefully you end up, um, getting that balance, particularly since it's the end of the semester and we're all, well, you know, that little picture of the owls where teachers at the beginning of the year are all, you know, they look nice and not disheveled and, and got our glasses on and hair straight. And then later on you see the owl and that picture with owls got its hair all frizzled and um you know it's cap and gown regalia graduation regalia is all you know messed up and the glasses and hair uh anyway so if you're like that um maybe a little balance will help i know it certainly helps me and so i'm not being hypocritical i'm just saying whenever i'm like that I, it's usually because i'm shorting myself in some other area um this week's episode is called uh yell for help when necessary and I think that discussion on balance is a, is a great, great reminder um, that we can't be everything to everybody. Um, and, and we don't we don't have the perfect set of skills and perfect set of knowledge. Um, nobody's perfect. Nobody has that. So um, when we are, um, you know, struggling when we're having an issue or even when we're not, we just want to stay thirsty for learning. We've got to yell for help. I think it's important. I, I got to tell you when I, this, this really impressed upon me when I was in grad school, uh, I was watching a, uh, I was watching a thesis defense, a dissertation defense actually. And, um, it was the question and answer portion. And, um, the, the, the student clearly didn't know, the question that the professor was asking and 
he followed up and he followed up because the student was kind of going around in circles and he just wouldn't say what I think are the most difficult words to say. And that's, I don't know. And after this went on for five to 10 minutes, uh, finally the professor kind of slammed his hands on the table and said, if you don't know, why don't you just say, I don't know. And that really did impress upon me because one, I don't want to be caught in one of those awkward situations where I'm having to make something up or, you know, just, you know, just, just kind of putting up that facade of, of knowledge when I don't have it. Um, and, and so one, I, I, I try to use the words, I don't know when I don't know, or when I need to find out more, I say, I need to find out more, or look for a resource that, uh, possibly can help me do that. I, so that's number one is, you know, don't be scared of the words I don't know. And then number two, that always pushed upon me to to be as prepared as I possibly could. I talk a lot about pop quizzes. This is great leadership image from uh, a group called Habitudes. Fantastic. You should check them out. Um, but they do this image and it's like this, it's a leadership program where they show um, really, really noticeable images and um you know, images that'll stick with you and they teach leadership principles. And one of those is called pop quiz and talking about how, um, you know, we don't like pop quizzes as students or adults in any capacity in any setting in our life because, you know, we're often not, you know, ready for them. And that's uh, one problem with a lot of the things that come up in our life. You know, we're just doing our thing and moving along and all of a sudden life throws us a curveball. And, and, and so preparation goes a long way uh, to you being able to adjust and accommodate those kinds of changes. So I think, you, you know, first of all, you, you've got to get comfortable with the words, I don't know. You need to get comfortable saying it in your own life, saying it in your professional life, uh, get in comfortable in front of your students. I think that's okay. I think that's important uh, for you to be invested in that process with them. So stop being afraid of the words, I don't know. Uh, that's just not genuine. And then number two, try to be as prepared as you possibly can. And so going back to the episode title, Yell for Help When Necessary, I, I think uh, effective teachers do just that. They yell for help. They don't wait, um, you know, until things get really, really bad. I mean, think about all the stories. You see it all the time uh, in probably with your own kids or you, and I mean your actual kids. Um, you see it in the classroom. You see it on TV and on these sitcoms where one bad decision leads to another bad decision or one lie leads to another lie. And, you know, it's the domino effect, right? Well, so when you don't know, uh, and you don't bother asking for help, it becomes a domino effect of bad decisions. That can be bad content. It can be bad policies or procedure application. It can be a variety of things in the academic setting. And and so it, it's it's a domino effect, and the kids pay the price. So again, if you, you, you've got to do the difficult thing that is so difficult for so many, um, and, and that's to yell for help if you need it, and or even think you might need it. I think that's just so important. I, I don't want you to be caught uh, in that situation where, um, you know, you you're pursuing a path you're not sure about, or pursuing a path that um, can lead to bad outcomes. Um, there's, you know, and look, there's a there's a fine line between confidence and ignorance. I think. I mean, you want to have confidence. Uh, and, and, and that confidence is important. That professional skill that you bring, uh, that's an asset in the classroom. But again, no one's perfect. No one can know everything. And we're all ignorant on certain things. We may have misinformation. We may have, um, you know, you know, those days where you don't really 
necessarily have the best lesson and, and, you know, well, man, if I'd have read up on this and anticipated a question a little bit better, maybe I would have had a better lesson. Again, ignorance is going to happen because we all aren't perfect and we need to find those things out. I don't care how long you've been teaching your subject. We all cannot be perfect. And so don't let your confidence uh, and and the arrogance that uh, and pride that, that we all have, don't let that get in the way of yelling for help. Because again, it's 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 not a sign of weakness, and I think that that's where a lot of people get really really shaky on being able to ask for help. They they see asking as a sign of weakness, meaning I don't know, and that puts me in a very vulnerable spot in in in, in our minds because we need to seek information. And, and I don't think you can live in that world as an effective teacher because, again, I, I know I'm a broken record, but you can't know it all. So, and, and, and look, I'll be honest with you, it, I evaluate teachers, the, like the quality of the teacher based on how many questions they ask. And that's not just a Matt Bermucci thing. I mean, honestly, if you think about all the interview skills and tips you've ever heard about, don't they encourage you to ask questions um, in the interview? I mean, that shows that you're interested and uh, you've researched and and those kinds of things. Asking questions and yelling for help is not a weakness. It is a strength. And in fact, those that don't ask questions, those are your weak teachers. Those are your weak professionals. I mean, it's just true. Uh, It's true. You cannot be scared to ask questions. And so if you want to change, you know, outcomes, seek, seek help, seek advice, Seek, um, you know, and, and, you know, we always talk about good teachers still, um, but it goes beyond just borrowing worksheets or lesson plan ideas. It's figuring out, you know, classroom management, figuring out, um, you know, it could be anything, you know, where do you find this or that around the school? It can be a variety of different things. Don't be scared to ask for help. And, and look, that's a behavior that we want in our students. And we, so many times, it's like doctors make the worst patients. Well, a lot of times teachers make the worst students because, again, we want our kids to be growth mindset. We want them to be hungry and curious and, and ask those questions. Yet those same behaviors, we kind of need to practice what we preach and operate in the same capacity. And so you need to be able to yell for help. You know, I don't have to ramble on for 10 or 15 minutes to make that point anymore, uh, but you really need to be a resource expert. And, and so once, you, once you're comfortable with asking for help, I think it's important to know where you need to ask it for, you know, whatever we're talking about. And again, that goes back to being sort of a resource expert, you know, knowing where to get those questions answered. And that may in and of itself take a little bit of work. Uh, I always rely on veterans and, and not just veterans that have been in the field a long time, Uh, of education, veterans who maybe have dealt in different settings or been teaching a subject area a a long time, or maybe a veteran on a topic that I'm going through. You know, veteran means a lot of different things. Um, Maybe a veteran of a situation I've had in the classroom. Oh, this happened to you? Um, Can I ask you how you dealt with this? Um, I I think that's important. I think schools with great mentorship programs, um, if you've got mentors, I think that's really, really important. and then, and then all the technology, YouTube, all the endless list of video sources and online resources are there. I think that's important. Um, if you remember, I also talked about the importance of continuing education. And I think having an important continuing education plan is absolutely essential to your success. If you remember me talking about that, I said, you know, you need to have a, 
a, a daily, weekly, um, monthly, and a yearly plan or whatever works for you. Because again, remember, it's the two things. It's being able to say, I don't know. And then number two, it's being prepared when situations or some topics come up that maybe you're not prepared for. Continuing education helps on that aspect, meaning you're more prepared, you're more learned, you're, you're, just, you're just more scholarly in general um, when you are researching and, and being intentional about planning and, and active in your own continuing education. So vets, technology, continuing ed, and I, and I don't want to leave one important uh, group of people out. And that's administrators, okay? And I know a lot of people kind of cringe, especially teachers, when we talk about kind of leaning on your principal, you know, I was told. And, and, and there's an element of truth here that, you know, walking into the principal's office voluntarily doesn't, you know, always lead to great things. And then it can only lead to bad things. And there are there there are schools where that's true. There are principals where that's true. Um, but I don't think, again, effective teachers can live there. I, I think you have to, because one, that's a toxic environment. If, if you can't be in a positive and personal relationship, uh, not personal, personable relationship with your administrators, I, I think that's not a place you want to work. And honestly, one of the great things about teaching is in most cases we can move schools or wait on other jobs or do other things and just about take any other job that takes more, that, that'll pay us more money. My point is, is you shouldn't be trapped um, with administrators who don't want to be part of the um process of learning for you and, and, and a resource for you. Um, I, I, and I hear all the time, you know, I've had three bad principles in a row. Um, you know, I, I really would encourage you to um, take active control over that aspect of your career and, and be a little bit choosier uh, and more selective with uh, the environments that you work in. But anyway, so so I think leaning on your administrators um, and, and developing a solid relationship, one of coaching and then uh, mutual respect. I think that's important. And so, yeah, I, I say get to know your administrators. And I, 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 I think that's good not only for the aspect of what I already talked about, about how they like uh, or at least should, uh, that you're asking questions and, and, and want to be coachable, but I also think it's uh, important sort of for your longevity for the other reasons that I was mentioning, and that's just developing a healthy productive relationship with your principals and other administrators. I, I just think that's important. Um, and so leaning on them as a resource, I think it's crucial. Um, I, I think also, so again, we've talked about veterans and mentors and technology, continuing education, leaning on your admin. I, I think it's also important to develop um, really good safe places um, for you to uh, be able to be yourself and be really candid about having questions. So, uh, and when I say safe place, I'm talking about, you know, sort of that network of teachers. Maybe this is a teacher next door to you or across the hall or, you know, your department or there's some safe place where you feel like you can ask those questions. I, I think, and again, going back to the idea that if you can't find safe place, uh, and, and, and a safe network, you know, a learning cohort or whatever, in order to ask questions, you probably want to transfer schools because that's not a healthy learning environment um, for teachers, which means it's not a healthy learning environment for kids. And, and so I think you need to find that safe place. Now, don't let me confuse you. I don't mean establish that water cooler group that we've talked about recently um, where it's all negative. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about, uh, f you know, forming, you know, a group of teachers where you can go 
go in there and just absolutely blast the administrators or blast the process or your kids or whatever. I'm not talking about water cooler. I'm talking about a healthy learning group uh, where you can where you can seek help. I just think that's so important. And and so today, um, that that's really the message that I wanted to give you. I wanted to wanted to empower you to remember that you know you you are in control of getting the resources that you need to be better at your job and then to better serve your kids. You have to yell for help when necessary. Overcome the ability or inability, I'm sorry, overcome the inability to use the words I don't know. Understand that your confidence is important and you need that. Your confidence is crucial because you have that expertise and um, that know-how that you're bringing to the classroom and as well as your own style. But don't let your confidence... Um, you know, keep you from overcoming ignorance. I think there's a fine line. And don't let bad decisions lead to other bad decisions. You have to overcome, I don't know. You have to overcome not being prepared. Remember, asking questions and preparation is not a weakness. Those who can't do those things, that's an example of, of, of weakness. Make sure you turn to vets and mentors and technology and continuing ed, administrators. Find that safe group. Find that safe group. But never, never, never convince yourself that you're on this island by yourself and that's better just to pursue or be so arrogant that you don't think that you, you need help um, or, or that you can't get better. That, that, that's not what effective teachers do. And effective teaching is what we're all about. All right. Well, that's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I did it again. Thanks for joining me uh, and joining us as the larger audience. Uh, I hope you have a fantastic week. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe or buy the books on Amazon.com. And until next time, I'll see you down the road.